Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning. Uh, he's, he's upset. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Monday. It is a rainy Monday over here at Chop Studios. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. is A5 Anthony behind the glass producing the show. Uh, a very interesting Sunday has come and gone. Um... I won't even get into it. I mean, look, I mean, it is what it is. Tyler Haneke, buy stock right now. Go along. Multipliers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but that was a brutal one to watch. But I digress with that. I'll leave you alone because we're talking about making money here on the Mojo Market. And we did that yesterday. We did that. Because if you remember Friday, um, we, had, we had said something about guys like Josh Jacobs. We'll get into him in a little bit. We, 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 we gave you some real good filler. And we also may have said, and may or may not have said on Friday, to short a Brady and a Rogers, you know what I mean? Like now it's all kind of coming to fruition. So again, not room for guys to stink, but at the same time, I'm here to make money. So with the top movers, top movers this week, uh, we'll have to start on the local front as we typically do. And listen, I'm not about to say uh, or, or get too deep into uh, the injury to Brees Hall. We'll get more into that tomorrow, as a matter of fact, because we have a really good conversation about that. Um, the Jets obviously get their win, so congratulations to the Jets for moving to 5-2. and two. Zach Wilson does enough. You know, that's on the local front for the Jets. But the big story here in New York right now is the New York football giants. And we start with DJ, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Um, I just... Cringe when I say Mind Daniel numbing. Jones. I spent my entire week of work last week trying to dissect why the Giants were winning football games, <laughs> and I came up with the fact that they just shouldn't be. So <laughs> right. my my big bet yesterday was to fade the Giants, and I paid the price on that one. Yeah, I just can't keep on fading Danny Dimes, bro. Another fourth quarter comeback, unbelievable. Hundred hundred more yards rushing. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yesterday and he still stinks to me. I just don't. I, I can't figure we're trying it out. To, we're trying to no figure more, this out. No turnovers again, even though I feel like they had one overturned. They yesterday. Uh, I think I actually okay. I know they did. Okay, but well, it, nonetheless, zero turnovers again. Another fourth quarter uh, game-winning drive. Yeah. Daniel Jones goes nineteen of thirty for two hundred two. So nothing crazy through the air. Like I said, we we said it last week. Like who's he throwing to? Well, you're finding it out, and he doesn't have many targets. Bellinger gets like poked or blasted in the eye. Like it, you see his eye after the game. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, so he he'll wear a shield for the rest of his life. But anyway, nineteen for thirty two hundred two a sixty three. Percent completion percentage. He, as you mentioned already, eleven rushes for 107 yards and a touchdown, uh, averaging nine yards a carry on the ground. This guy's doing it all. Um, dare I say, I, I I had a joke. I was driving he's in this doing morning. Doing it all though. I, I mean, doing, he's listen, doing enough. We'll he, say he's doing enough. Six and one. So he's like, doing it all with his legs, but he's definitely. But well, I was, yards I, was passing. I was driving in this morning. You know when you have those aha moments, like oh, I know what I'm going to do on the show. I missed my opportunity. I was going to say, let's start with the quarterback of the New York Giants, Josh Allen. I mean, Daniel Jones. Because that's that's kind of what he looks like right now. He's using his legs. I mean, look, Josh Allen can lace it. One of the, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you better. I'm I'm not going to backtrack. I'm going to say he's playing Josh Allen like when it comes to winning games using his legs when he has to. Okay, so that's he's it. playing that's like it. Josh Allen. <laughs> second second year Josh Allen. Second year Josh Allen. Right before the but the, better with the football. He's taking care of the football. Yeah, and that's man. the most important part. They're winning football games again. Is Brian Dayball on this one that wins the game and Daniel Jones fourth quarter guts. This team is still winning football games on guts. I mean, one yard away from losing, but you know at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but but saying. guess what it takes to make that tackle at the one yard line. Oh, they stood him up. Line. Now I think Bob Papa lost his guts. voice. On the on the fan, guts. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, look, they got they got something going on in New York or New Jersey, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not in on the Giants yet, but it's probably time to get in on. I was Daniel just gonna Jones. say, and look, as a Cowboys fan, everybody, Giants, it's, no. it's well documented. Daniel that, Jones, yes, he's going to get another contract. But There's I'm no asking, question about it. Is that? Well, we said it last week. It was the if you now think six and one gets it done right now. Like, and they're not going to do it midseason, but I'm saying, like... Look, there's still a lot of football left. I'm not going to say definitely, but, I mean, how do you really look your fan base in the eyes? I know some of them will probably be happy. They, they will look their fan base in the eyes if they go 9-8. and eight. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if they enter... If they... If they enter the second half of this season, obviously they're in a good spot. Yeah. The Giants would have to lose a lot of football to play themselves out of playoff contention. If that happens, then we could have a whole different conversation. But if the Giants end up in the comfortably into a playoff spot, I don't Which, know if they're going to win their division. I mean, they, you know, the wheels could still come <laughs> off. Yeah, no you're question right. about it. But if, if, if I'm playing on a Daniel Jones when it comes to the mojo market, I'm looking ahead, and I, I told you guys that if you're going to go along on Daniel Jones, multipliers are the way to do it. Uh, because young guy, you just got to be careful, tread lightly. But the next three games at Seattle, home against the Texans, home against the Lions, like those three defenses. When are they there's going to be a chance for Daniel Jones to start airing it out a little bit. Yeah, he's got some opportunities coming up. And just imagine the movement that he has right now. He's up another five percent yesterday. The movement. Just imagine if he actually starts throwing three hundred yard football games. You know, so interesting imagine. man. Interesting times in New York. I'll try to imagine, but I'm not seeing that. Uh, right. I, not with this receiver. I didn't see six and not one with either. These receivers. At this point, I had him at like two and five or three and four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like six and one. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm over it. All right. How about to one of the league's better young upstar quarterbacks and Joe Burrow? Okay. Joe Burrow yesterday absolutely had himself a day. Okay. 481 yards, threw the ball 42 times, completed 34 of them. Three touchdowns, average through the air, 11 and a half yards per attempt. And his completion percentage, dude, ready for this? 81% completion percentage. Joe Burrow on the year has now thrown over 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns, five picks. The, 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 we talk about those guys like the Herberts and the Mahomes of the world, right? And we, we, Joe Burrow has not gotten enough burn from us collectively or I think the media because it's like you're waiting for this guy. Like it's been kind of bleak in the beginning of the season. He goes out yesterday and absolutely tears the roof off. And when I look at Joe Burrow, I'm thinking to myself, man, if you would have went long on Joe Burrow yesterday, especially with the multiplier they offered, okay, he's up 79%. 79%, bro. Like, look, and again, multipliers are great. They could work the other way. I'm down 49% right now with Justin Herbert. But, like, it's not – I'm staying Well, well staying I do want to point out, like, there's there's been weeks where Joe Burrow has been in the red this season. So yeah, yeah. So, pointing it out, you're, you're talking like you're down with Herbert, right? Yeah. Herbert's been down a little bit the past couple of weeks. They had some injuries around some key players surrounding yeah. him. He had a rib thing. But at the end of the day, you're not selling on Justin no, Herbert no. right now. That's and I'm a not hold. selling on Joe Burrow That's a hold. either. And if Joe Burrow, if you had him in the earlier se- early parts of the season where he had a couple tough games, he was holding on to the ball a little too long, his offensive line, they were still talking like they couldn't protect him. Um, his offensive line has actually held up pretty decent this season. Early going. Early going he, was I tough. Think, I think he was holding the ball too long. I don't think that the offensive line was actually doing a good job protecting when you look at the metrics. Joe Burrow wasn't getting the ball out. Truth. Joe Burrow's definitely getting the ball out now. He's got a the best compliment of receivers, I think, in the NFL. People will argue with me on that one, but Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd is a number three. You see how he went under off the yesterday. radar. Yeah. I mean, I, I played him in three or four fantasy leagues. <laughs> Terrible situation. Not fun, not fun times if you're in that situation, but a great time if you use the multiplier on Joe Burrow because going forward, like you just alluded to, this receiving core is young. They're good. They're like one year separated as far as, um, I don't know why I say separated, separated um, 
from draft class. You know what I mean? They get the Jamar Chase pretty much right after T. Higgins. So those guys will be coming up. That's going to be a and, problem and with the Bengals. I'm not sure how old Tyler Boyd is, but you think that. But when you look at the, youth but he's like, it feels like a lifer. He's not. He's not. He's not that old either. He's firmly know. entrenched into his prime right <laughs> now. now. I got Tyler know. <laughs> Boyd's been in the league for like five years, I think, six years tops. Let's see, Tyler Boyd. All right, uh, pulling up the old Tyler Boyd stats here. Yeah, he. Uh, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's wow. That's interesting. He's got. He he got into the league in two thousand and. 16. So he's he got into the league the same if you want to put a preference to or like a comparison, he got in the same year as Zeke and Dak and those guys. So he's been in the league. He's he's done a fairly good job. I mean, look, the best part about Tyler Boyd, and I'll tell you right now, other than 2017 with an injury, 16, 14, 16, 15, 16. Games played. Durable. Yeah. Durable. Stays I know we're not talking about he's Tyler got a Boyd here, but job and a really good one in that yeah. slot. In that slot role in that Bengals offense. And that Bengals offense is now starting to click, and Joe Burrow is the guy to do it. So right now, if you want, they're offering a multiplier on Joe Burrow. I like. I would highly recommend it because I just, again, you look at this guy, and his, his, his floor is here. You know what I mean? It's only up from here. He's a, he's banking value because of the fact I'm, that he's I'm playing in the Super value, Bowl already. I'm seeing value in all of the Bengals right now. He's not the playing way, the Super Bowl already. Why am I? Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm seeing value in all of the Bengals, Monday. the pass catchers and the quarterback, yeah. even Joe Mixon. Mixon, yeah, now, sure. I just think that they're they're on an upward trajectory. The way they looked yesterday, that offense is humming. So I'm going to cash in on that while I can. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm also with a guy that you said it after the show yesterday. We we pulled up another clip right after the show, and it was about a running back in Las Vegas named Josh Jacobs. Uh, this dude is absolutely going ham this year contract year that's the big one um yesterday another 20 rushes for 143 yards three touchdowns he's got 633 yards he's almost averaging 100 yards a game did they have a buy already yeah so there so he's averaging over 100 yards a game regardless so that's pretty incredible um again i said the, the contract year is the big thing for me the also the big thing is what the offense they're running now you, you look at uh Derek carr and Devonte adams as like the guys to look at but when I look at this offense and I look at that head coach and I'm thinking, like, he comes from a Bill Belichick tree who likes to run the rock, and I think they found their guy. Um, it, it, I, I found a hard-pressed, and I understand that paying running backs is not the easiest thing to do in this in this league, but I think he's warranting a nice little deal here. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that and plus the offensive line deserves some of the credit here. Yeah, the of offensive course. line is right now the best run-blocking offensive line in football. Um, you can make the case that the Lions were, but the Lions are kind of faltering a little bit now. I know that, that, that they've Dallas been out. They've been out without Swift, too. I'm saying defensive. Defensive. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, they gave us oh, Actually, no, you're right. No, offensive. Yeah, offensive line. <laughs> Monday. Monday. <laughs> but, yeah, I think he's the best running back in football right now. They're not, even, like they're not even really considering giving the ball to anybody else. You might see, like, a carry or two from a, Abdullah or Zamir White, but that's it. They're using him in the goal line situations. They're using him in the red zone. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he's he's lighting people up in open field. He's seeking out the contact, and he's actually winning in those. And every time he does that, he's winning in that situation. Josh Jacobs, 100% buy, buy, buy right now. I don't see the offense changing much. They're desperate. They're going to have to do what's the safest approach in these games because they're they're behind the eight ball a little bit. Yeah. I think running the football has clearly been their best recipe and allowed Derek Carr to finish late. Definitely run the football. Definitely buy Josh Jacobs right now. I'm with it. Uh, another guy that kind of emerged yesterday was uh, somebody that nobody really expected to, but they knew the talent, they knew the speed was there, and he's becoming a gadget guy all of a sudden in Kansas City. And when you're a part of a Kansas City offense, 
you're going to get numbers. You, everybody's going to eat over there. And I'm talking about Miko Hardman. Uh, yesterday, four targets, four receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. But the big thing is he runs in two as well. Uh, two rushes for 28 yards and two touchdowns. So Miko Hardman had himself an absolute day. Uh, season stats obviously aren't as gaudy, uh, gaudy because, you know, again, Mahomes is finding new guys. I mean, he found Juju yesterday too. So I look at him, uh, a Hardman, and while he was up yesterday, it's almost like the same scenario as – like, and again, we'll, we'll touch on it tomorrow, but like having a Brees Hall and a Michael Carter, like what's to stop you from having all of the offensive pass catchers and skill position guys of the Chiefs? They all will score at some point. You know, I, I maybe not the whole multiplier I would game. I would, but touch, I would touch more on it tomorrow as far as what you just said, okay, and okay. I'll elaborate on that. But I'm not in on Mikal Hardman. I'm not in on many of the Chiefs pass catchers besides Travis Kelsey because of the same reason. We're looking at, I'm looking at it, and he had a great game yesterday. Four targets, two rushes. He had four catches, so he had, you know, he caught all of his targets. But the the major number that I'm looking at is four and two. Four targets, two two rushing attempts. He's only had four rushing attempts on the season, including those two yesterday. So oh, wow. it's not like they're looking at him as a running back. They're not handing him the ball a ton. It's gadget plays there. Two of them happened to go for touchdowns Two yesterday. jet sweeps. It's not going to be very often that you get the ball six times in a game and three of them go to the house. It's very rare. Um, that's like Randy Moss, Deshaun Jackson type. Mm. And I'm not saying Mikael Hartman is the type of guy that can do that in spots, and he has throughout his career. But when we're looking at the the body of work for this season, 25 targets, 218 yards, three touchdowns, that's receiving. And then he has everything he did on the ground he did yesterday. So I don't expect them to just say, hey, he, you know, they knew about this talent before yesterday's game. They, well, they also knew about this talent when deciding to get rid of Tyreek Hill. Understood. Right? That's a big thing. But mm, it he, is he has, to me. Not, he has not stepped in. No, no, no. I'm, for what? But he could. Like, I don't. I don't think it was a. We have Mecole Hardman. We could afford to get rid of Tyreek Hill. It was. We don't want to pay a receiver thirty million because we have Travis Kelsey and we have Pat Mahomes that we have to worry about. And they pieced it together with Vantas. Uh, and they put Scantling a, a bunch and, of things together, and the offense is clicking. Yeah. Obviously, it's not really missing a beat. But Mecole Hardman is not Tyreek Hill. 25 targets on the season, 200 yards on the season, a little bit more, three touchdowns. And you would think for the amount of uh, playmaking ability and stretch the field ability that he has, that he would be like upward in the tops of the leagues in terms of uh, yards per catch. It's not. It's like 11.5. So it's not like he's blowing the cover off defenses. They're getting him the ball in space. He's doing good things. But as far as the mojo market is concerned, I just don't see enough usage okay. for me to be involved with a Call Hartman. Interesting, interesting. And the Chiefs get themselves a blowout win over a very, very good defense. Banged up defense, yes, but they really they put the pedal to the metal yesterday, boy, and they put it to the 49ers, who are now coming on two straight losses, two straight bad losses. Niners got to get it together, but they got CMC, so let's see if they kind of start gelling over there. Um, speaking of running backs, I just mentioned CMC, but I'll mention one of the better running backs all of a sudden in that NFC said West, and that's Kenneth Walker III. Like, Here's a guy. Here's a guy who got himself an opportunity because of injury. And, you know, Penny was touted as the guy going in. And, and over the offseason, we heard about Chris Carson saying, you know what, the hell with this. I'm done. I'll, I want my neck for the rest of my life. So all of a sudden, you draft a guy like this, and they do have other supplemental guys. DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, guys like that. Guys that you know their names because they've played supplemental roles over the last two, three years, right? But here's Kenneth Walker drafted this year. And to me, because of, and again, sucks for for uh, uh, Brees Hall, but if Kenneth Walker continues this way, he's going to win Rookie of the Year. You know what I mean? Because he just is an absolute stud right now. Uh, yesterday, 
23 rushes, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Average seven uh, yards on the ground per carry. So that's the big thing. And on the season, 67 rushes, 411 yards, four touchdowns. Now, I say that with 411 yards with not a lot of opportunity in the beginning. The opportunity is now. So the chance for you to buy into a Kenneth Walker to third is now. Uh, because, again, all of a sudden, <laughs> believe it or not, we're talking about the first place. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, okay? Geno. What are we talking about here? Like, Geno Smith, you're right, right. Geno Smith has played very well. Kenneth Walker, an amazing component to this offense, knowing that you can spread the ball out and still run the rock. Pete Carroll. I don't, personally, I, it's very annoying to look at you in the sidelines. But, like, you, you got to give him his due. You got to give him his due. Like, he's coaching these guys up. Did you see, there was one moment. I don't know if you saw this. It's a very close intimate moment that you had to catch on TV. Geno Smith was talking about something. There was some kind of call on the sidelines. Geno Smith and Pete Carroll both yelling at the referee simultaneously. And Geno's on fire. And Pete's like, get out of here. Get back to the huddle. Get back to the huddle. So he's running away. And then one more time, Pete goes, hey, Geno. And he turns around and he goes, I know that's going to sound corny, but he basically calmed him down. He's like, relax. Like, we got this. Pete Carroll, testament oh, to your coaching. What a great coach! <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I don't like. Listen. Oh wait, a coach calmed down a player. No, that, you know what though? In in today's society, bro. Today's society. Today's society. It's not. Yes, today's society. It's not hard. It's We're not done. easy. Yes, it's not easy to calm somebody down without offending somebody. You know what I mean? So like the fact that he said on the NFL hey, sideline, listen to your head coach. Calm down, Gino. And he did. And That's he calmed it. down. I'm not. But giving the, the conversation is about hours for the conversation. I will. The conversation is about Kenneth Walker the third. How good can this guy be if he's the lead back going forward? I mean, clearly he's showing it. I mean, it, we've seen But it. it's Seattle after all, and they weren't touted to have this miraculous season. Hey, look, Seattle wasn't touted to have it, but it doesn't matter because – wait, what, what was Gino's quote? You haven't seen me throw it y'all, y'all wrote me off a long time ago. I just didn't write back. I just didn't write back. <laughs> well, Seattle, we wrote them off. They didn't write back. Yeah, I, I guess I that like works it. here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, look, going into the season – Rashad Penny, we knew what he was. He actually had a couple of splash plays this season that impressed me a lot. But still, I knew what Rashad Penny was, and I expected Kenneth Walker to eventually take the reins. Unfortunately for Rashad Penny, it was due to a serious injury. Right. But Kenneth Walker has not chilled out even a slightest bit no, he's since he's not. become the running back over there. Look, the last three games, you see his numbers on the season, 67 for 411, four touchdowns, right? His last three? 52 carries, 353 yards, and four touchdowns. So all of that has been in three games. All that he's done so far 52 this season. 52 carries in three games? 52 carries so in three games. So he's up there in the 16, 17, 18 three, range. That's 353 on the season. Wow. I mean, for the three games, and he's got 411 on the season. So everything that he's done has been in the last three weeks. Kenneth Walker right now is might be that that league winner that everyone looks for in fantasy football. And how about money winner? Go long and money on money winner Walker. here on Mojo. There's your running back one for the Seattle Seahawks going forward. And, I'm sorry. And I want to say I I I know that Pete Carroll's offense hasn't really thrown much to the running back throughout his career or his tenure, I should say. Um, but Kenneth Walker has the pass catching ability. They just haven't gotten it going yet. Um, I expect that to actually increase. He might not be getting 20, 30 carries or 20 carries a game because that's just a lot in the NFL. But I do expect him to get some more work in the passing downs. Mm. And, um, yeah, the sky's the limit for Kenneth Walker. And that offense is playing good. The defense isn't. But 
really in the NFC right now is completely wide open. NFC West in particular. Just in the NFC. The, really. no, I'm saying, but the champs are but, yeah, they're, playing. Well, they're, they're, they're stumbling. Place. To say it's wide open, it's like it's wide open for the other teams. Right now, they're like, yeah, of course, we got this. I think Seattle's in a really good spot because as you look, 49ers, I think, are a second-half team. They're built for the second half, and I expect them fully to kind of turn things on. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the Rams. They have real issues on the offensive line. Um, and I know that the the Seattle defense really has issues as well, and we have to monitor the DK situation. But he did go out with a knee. When yeah. DK got hurt yesterday, that offense actually like elevated a little bit. I don't know that that's going to hurt them as bad as people might think. Um, just the way they've been playing, it's not really that. They style. got a plethora of tight ends over there too. They got a couple guys that are actually. Yeah, very if they're good. able to run the ball effectively, they their defense will improve as a result of that. I fully believe that. So. Look for Seattle in the second half to kind of make a little bit of a push for the playoffs. Obviously, they're in first place right now, but Kenneth Walker is going to be the main reason behind that, and Geno's solid not turning the ball over play, but Kenneth Walker is the star in Seattle. Who had the Seattle Seahawks relevant around Halloween? Not me. <laughs> so it is what it is. They're playing above. Certainly not me. Let it go. Um, Geno, right. comeback player of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's up there. Who else? Brian Robinson. Does he count? I think so. No. I mean, he, uh, maybe. All right. Anyway, like, a guy to... that's also up for rookie of the year based off of missing all last year. We're throwing one more mover at you, and it's Travis Etienne. And the reason why I throw this guy at you is because, A, we saw a great article with Dalton who actually called this and said, you know what? This is the guy or that's over on mojo.com. This is a guy you might want to invest in uh, long term. Yesterday, 14 rushes, 114 yards and a touchdown, eight yards per carry. Travis Etienne, and then you saw nothing, not a zilch out of um, James Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah, that's the only reason there. why I put him in here right now is because I think it's worth noting. Travis Etienne had a good, he had a good solid game, first touchdown of his career, mm -hmm. um, broke the 100-yard mark. The Giants' defense isn't really good at stopping the run, and we no, got no. to see that. Said that yesterday. But, you know, I'm Friday. not trying to I'm not trying to bash the Giants more. They're 7 and, or 6 and 1 or whatever. Um, but James Robinson was healthy. He hasn't had an injury designation all season long. I know he had an Achilles going into the season, but he he managed to like overcome that and looked like he was really good going yeah. forward. Doug Peterson had some interesting comments where he almost alluded to the fact that he was hurt, but didn't say he was hurt and just needs everybody to be ready to go. I think that's just him being coy, and that's his way of saying, like, well, Travis is the man now. And interesting. hopefully looking forward for, for my fantasy team's sake. But I'm interested <laughs> in this portfolio Travis Etienne. I want to monitor him a little bit and see how the usage goes next week. But I almost might not want to wait because I think, like, I'm going to trust well, my that gut. that price now, man. I'm going to trust my instinct on this. I wish I actually had it. I'm going to look. 965. I'm going to look what he's at for for his actual career. Well, he had I, nothing I last look, year. I want to look at his, his – um, his all-time numbers. Really. Yeah, I mean, look, Travis Etienne right now is playing in an offense in which you would think, led by Trevor Lawrence, that they would be, you know, throwing the ball a little more. You signed, you, you spent all that money on Christian Kirk, and all of a sudden you got a two-headed monster that might not have to be a two-headed monster. You got something? Yeah. So, so he entered the league essentially at twelve forty-one. So he's still right now. Travis Etienne is still lower than his entry value in Mojo. So there's still room for growth because I think that he's going to re re re-realize his floor very, very soon. So we're talking about a, a significant potential here in in a boost because under $10 for a guy that just had the game that he had and then you see his his basic competition for touches didn't get a, the, the seated field out I, at all. I, like, I think like he had that, like yeah. a couple snaps. He had one carry, but it was 
uh, negated with a holding call, so that was wiped away. He basically didn't even play football yesterday, and that's a good sign for anybody that is interested in a Travis Etienne investment. Yes, I would do that right now. Like I said, won't get any lower than it is right now. He's establishing a floor. Get in on it very, very quickly. All right, uh, and definitely use multipliers. These young kids, I'm telling you, while, again, while it, it enhances that daytime, like when it happens in real time, you're like, yeah, and then you gotta, just got to be careful. I mean, it, let's just think about it. You, you could have made... If you put a hundred bucks on Herb on, on Joey Burrow yesterday with his multiplier, with multiplier, you you cashed eighty bucks. Yeah, easy. I was gonna say hundred, but you said eighty. <laughs> well, it was eighty percent. I was gonna say hundred percent, and it wasn't. <laughs> so we got one more game to go in Week Seven, and it's it's gonna be a barn burner, folks. It's between the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. The return of the Mac Mac Jones is back tonight. Uh, after, I mean, I would me personally, I wouldn't just insert him right I in. I would. It's Bailey Zappi season, boy. Like that guy, he did wonderfully in relief. He did wonderfully. I don't know if it's justified to just rip him out of the game and crush his dreams. It certainly isn't crushing his dreams. He did good, <laughs> and I think he's in a good spot. It gets him a, a chance to kind of like take a breath and and reconfigure and learn the offense a little bit more. Because look, Belichick. It's I think it's a testament to Bailey Zapp and coming in and doing his part and mm-hmm. making the plays he needed to make. But I think a lot of it had to do with coaching. They're going to insert Mac Jones, who's just a better passer than Bailey Zappi is. Yeah, I know. And I'm not taking anything away from Bailey Zappi, but when you're a backup quarterback in the league, one of the best things you could do is go in, right, and serve as a backup quarterback, win some football games and keep your team season alive. And then when the opportunity presents itself again, either A, through injury, or B, through like a Marcus Mariota spot, where you you kind of find yourself in a spot where it's like, okay, this is going to be a stopgap. Bailey Zappi's not out here winning Super Bowls, I don't think, anytime soon. So I think it's... You said the same thing about Tony Romo. And he I mean, didn't. I, I was just saying. Like, you could have just, you anyway, just you left it You could have said the same thing about Tom Brady, too. I'm not sitting here saying Bailey Zappi doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. or Just because you don't win a Super Bowl doesn't mean you're not worthy. But Mac Jones, first-round pick... Last year, he was like in the running for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I think it's a, a clear-cut decision that needs to be made... And um, I think I think defenses and and coaches realize that as well. Like Mac Jones is a little bit more, uh, he's a little better with the football. Polished, we'll say. A little more polished. Um, Damian Harris returns. You in on him? No, I'm still all in on Ram Stevenson. Ramondre is the man in New England. You think we're the only ones still calling him Ram Stevenson? I, I, they should. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't (laughs) be. He's a running back in the NFL. His name is Ramondre. (laughs) Clearly, his nickname is Ram. Right? (laughs) I mean, some people just call it Ra. Ram. No, it's Ram to me, too. Uh, what about the Bears? I mean, look, the, the offense has not gotten off to the best start in the world. Um, guys like Justin Fields, I mean, he finally started to hit Mooney this is a, a little bit. Fest. We're fading. Yeah. I'm fading everybody in this game. I'm not actually buying. I'm not going long on anybody. This is the short fest. You could short Justin Fields against this pass defense of the Patriots. They're going to be in his face all night. Um, I don't know that David Montgomery is going to get anything going or Khalil Herbert. The Patriots' M.O. has been just playing great defense and doing very, very little, like literally saying, like, we're going to hand the ball off a bunch, mm-hmm. and then we're going to play action, and it's, there's nothing you can do about it. The Patriots are 4-2? and two? No. What are they? No. Not are at sure? all. No way. Are they 3-2? and two? <laughs> No. What, three are, and three? what season have you been watching? No shot. And I'm going to be proven wrong in about in three minutes. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, nah, I don't think so. I think the Patriots are sitting there, sitting back at 3-3. Three and three. Three and three. Oh, crazy! <laughs> Four and two. One one win difference. It's a um, big difference. They're serving the eight NFL. and a half right now on a platter to the Bears, and they're saying <laughs> this three and three Patriots team at home is going to lay eight and a half. And 
I think that you might see a decent amount of offense. The Bears can't stop the run for anything, and that just plays into the Patriots. Um, I'm not giving away picks on this show. But no, I don't I mean, do that, like, but yeah. I will ask you this. One play tonight, Monday Night Football, who's it going to be? I'm going to go long on nobody, and I'm going to fade and short Justin Fields. All right, that's it. And you can do that by downloading the app right now. Take out your phones, download the app. They're going to give you like... $50 cash right off the rip. I like so you could do that. I strongly considered going. Like, I was looking at Mac Jones, and I was like, you just talked. Uh, like, yeah, they shouldn't give him the job. I feel like Mac Jones is going to perform a little bit today. It's going to show out in prime time. Go long on him. Prime time. So do us a favor. Follow Mojo everywhere you potentially can, which is the Instagram. The Instagram. I sound like I'm... F- I almost said 40. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, Twitter, at Mojo. Find us on YouTube, which you're watching this right now. You found us. So like the video and also share it out there. Show them who you're talking to and who, who you decide to get your Mojo advice from. Um, also, head on over to Mojo.com for all the great blogging. Join the Discord tonight. Uh, there will probably, over on Twitter, will be a Twitter Spaces right before Monday Night Football on guys you can go short or long on. Maybe I'll jump on with that. Uh, because Luke does a great job with that as well. So, great show. Great week seven for most of us. And uh, that'll do it. So, for Dave Starchio and Chris Gucci from Chop Studios, we will see you guys tomorrow as we enter week eight. Week eight, bro. Good Lord. And it's already Short Justin Fields. Game.